Welcome back, everybody, to the Evolve You podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Brian McElderry, an executive health coach, consultant, doctor of pharmacy, and entrepreneur. And within this podcast, we will be bringing you exciting episodes discussing health, business, and personal development to evolve you into the best version of yourself. So with that being said, let's hop into this episode. Welcome back, everybody, to the Evolve You podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Brian McElderry, and I am an executive health coach, consultant, doctor of pharmacy, and entrepreneur. And as you've already heard, uh, welcome back again. Thank you so much for us for listening to our previous episodes. If you have not so far, all I ask you to do is quickly subscribe, share with one friend. It's free advice. I don't run any advertisements on here as of yet. Uh, I just want to give you as much value as possible with myself and bring on exciting guests from different avenues of their lives that touch on health, business, or personal development to evolve you into the best version of yourself. So with that being said, I have an exciting guest for you on today, uh, Chris Bentley, who reached out to me and we connected, um, and he is actually in the local Dallas area and uh we aren't together, unfortunately, <laughs> but that's the power of, uh, you know, social media. And that's the power of technology these days that we can connect, collaborate and bring you guys as much value as possible. So what I'm going to do is introduce Chris really quick. And then he's going to tell us a little bit about his story. And we're going to touch today, guys, on entrepreneurship. We're going to touch on real estate because that's a huge huge thing that a lot of people are trying to get into and just some uh, pitfalls that you may fall down into when dealing with investments in general if you're trying to branch out into entrepreneurship or specifically real estate on the side or even as a realtor Um, so a lot of people are getting their real estate license now and they're trying to jump into that market so chris bentley is a dallas realtor with over 15 years of experience in selling real estate in multiple states three-time million-dollar producer, three years in a row, over 80 YouTube videos, two-time voted Deed Magazine Best Realtor in Dallas, number 13 on the top 20 Dallas real estates on social media in 2018. And that's just saying a little bit, guys. We're going to let him expand a little bit on on more of that. I don't want to take too much of the floor. You guys hear me enough. So with that being said, Chris, welcome on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm pumped. No problem at all. So let's hear a little bit about your story, Chris. If you can expand upon, uh, you know, your your journey into entrepreneurship, where you're from, um, real estate in general, and, and then we can dive into some questions here. Sure. Um, entrepreneurship. I mean, I was pretty much a born entrepreneur. Uh, my dad is a uh, first generation immigrant to this country, and then my mom is like a second generation. So I have that gene, and I've noticed that people that uh, move here as immigrants generally work really hard, and they're generally very good at entrepreneurship. So um, it's just kind of in my blood. When I was a kid, cutting grass, and then before I even had a driver's license, you know, I was working on people's cars. I was washing cars before that. Uh, I was the kid selling blow pops at school. Um, my mom had a subscription to Playboy. I don't know why, but she did. And at that time, I guess it was good reading material. I don't know. But I used to take those to school and sell those until I got busted. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just, you know, I was just that that kid. And, you know, anything that I could uh, sell, anything that I could uh, somehow create a business out of, I would. I mean, it's just, you know, anything I could do. So that kind of translated into 
just more different things. And uh, a friend of mine, his name is Ryan Stuman. He said something that really impacted me and kind of put um, entrepreneurship like really in a nutshell. It's just like being in a escape room and you have tons of keys and you just try each key and hopefully Mm -hmm. the key like unlocks the door and you get out. And that's kind of how I feel about entrepreneurship. I mean, you just try different things. You create a company and try this and, you know, that may go well for a little bit and then you get kind of bored with that and try something different or it doesn't go well and you have to, you know, redo it or recalibrate it. So um, that's pretty much, you know, just kind of how I've been doing it. I just, I love sales. I love uh, not having a boss and, you know, I love the entrepreneurship of, you know, working late and working hard and, um, you know, just, that's just what I am. I guess kind of like, I'm just a working dog. Yeah. 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 So that's interesting that you say that. Um, and, you know, people kind of have this issue with, they want to start something, right. They, they want to, get into a business entrepreneurship is a very attractive to them um and it, it, now even in social media you are getting a lot of uh exposure with entrepreneurship and what it is quote unquote deemed to be with the the, the cars and it comes easy and everyone's got a course now and which is fine but it, it's portrayed in this image that it's it's easy to get into or and if you could elaborate a little bit more on the journey and maybe some pitfalls that you may have had that you're willing to share with us on the realization of starting something um, that you're passionate about, trying something that uh, you ultimately want to do. And, and do you stick with it or do you move on? Because you touched on the point there that, you know, a lot of the people give up too quickly. So how do you find your purpose and and just tell us a little bit about that in your story. In the yeah. Um, I mean, myself, I've been bankrupt once legally. Mm-hmm. I've been uh, bankrupt two other times, not legally. What I mean by that is like I never filed. Yeah. Um, I enjoy the chase more than the actual prize. So um, for me, I get really big eyes and mm-hmm. I want to try different things. So a really good example now is I, I sell real estate. And then I run a hedge fund, and which means I day trade during the day. And then yeah. at night I do Amazon store. So like I'm, I'm packing and shipping stuff. And like most people are probably reading or listening to that. And like, you know, this guy's nuts. Like when does he sleep? But, you know, that's something that I want to do. Like that yeah. makes me sure. happy. Um, and I think really it boils down to what makes you happy. But the pitfalls are a ton of different stuff. I mean, you could run an Amazon store part-time, you know, come home at night and sell stuff. But I think a lot of people putting into perspective, like entrepreneurship is cool now. Back when I grew Mm -hmm. up, like it wasn't cool. It just meant like you were a loser and you sucked at school, you know, and Mm -hmm. now it's just kind of cool because uh, the internet and people get more exposure towards it and more people want to do it because they hate their job. Yeah. So that's just kind of how it is. I mean, if you're, and I see it all the time in real estate, they're like, Oh yeah. You know, I became a realtor and uh, you know, I'm going to make all this money and and drive these (laughs) really fat cars. And I'm like, well, that's cool, but you're going to give up every single weekend for the rest of your life doing open houses and showings and stuff like that. And they're like, well, yeah, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do that. I want to go party on the lake. (laughs) So just, you know, like you just, 
or I don't want to spend the money up front to uh, create a great, you know, Facebook or Instagram, uh, you know, advertising deal or, you know, buy leads from Zillow, you know, it's just, so mm-hmm. I think a lot of people just expect it to kind of happen and there's really like no patience understanding. Mm-hmm. I mean, I set up the hedge fund and I know I'm going to be in that thing for at least 10 years. Yeah. Um, just, I just know it. Like that's just what's going to happen. Um, so it's just, it is what it is. I mean, the Amazon thing for me is just fun. Like I like it. I love selling stuff. I love flipping it. Um, so it is a guy at work. Uh, he showed me his numbers and, you know, I looked at it last year and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm a realtor. Like I make more <laughs> money than you, whatever. Right. And then, uh, uh, and then he showed it to me this year and he's done over, I think 450,000 in sales this year. And it's not even the fourth quarter. So exactly. I was like, Oh man, like that's, that's what I want to, you know, it's just kind of a fun thing to do with him, like kind of compete and go back and forth. So, yeah. Um, but I, I think, that, but yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. It's just, uh, I don't know. I'll be just talking over each other. I was just going to say entrepreneurship is, is very difficult. Um, you work very late hours, uh, as can't tell you how many nights I spent sleeping on the couch at, you know, and then waking up at 3 a.m. to mm-hmm. uh, do different things like run ads or set up ads or create different things. Yeah. Uh, you know, I this last this whole summer, I've had two open houses every Saturday and Sunday for the whole summer. I haven't seen a lake. I haven't seen a boat. Have, you know, I swim like at night mm-hmm. at 10, 8, 10 p.m. like when nobody's there. Like nobody really is going to see nope. that. Like there's no, there's no pictures on Instagram of <laughs> me sleeping on the couch. Yep. You know, it's just, and that's really entrepreneurship, like sleeping on people's couches or on the floor, or, you know, you don't have enough money for food. You rather use that money for uh, advertising. So you, you know, eat McDonald's for a week, yeah. you know, it's just, so it's, yeah. it's just a different mindset. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely different routes. I mean, you remind me a lot uh, of Gary V just from the immigration, uh, the immigrant standpoint, <laughs> just that, that, that daily grind of uh, patience and, and uh, just perseverance through whatever needs to be done. And, you know, Gary is a, you know, you either love him or hate him. And right. it's one of those things where you, you put your head down and you, you know that you're in the right place, but, maybe you're getting hit from left and right that, uh, you know, by opinions from other people, you're getting hit left and right financially, you're getting hit left and right from just all facts of life. But the fact that you see the end of the road, maybe it's, you know, a couple months, maybe it's a year, maybe it's two years, three years, and that could be translated to all types of things. I mean, Chris, you know, what I do, you know, in, in health coaching and corporate wellness consulting and just getting people healthier, you know, people want the quick fix. You know, they want, you know, in 30 days, they want, you know, the, they're reaching out for an answer. And, and the answer a lot of the times is just self-discipline. It's, it's doing the daily habits every single day that translates into what you want out of life. If health is what you want, if finance is what you want. If you want to be a realtor, if you want to be this, if you want to do that, if you want to start an Amazon store, you've got to do the small, simple thing. People are making things too complicated. You know, it's really not a lot of complication if you can't get the basics, you know? Um, so I, I appreciate you saying that and, and the fact that you, 
aren't afraid of hard work. And a lot of people these days, you know, how old are you again, Chris? You don't mind me asking? I'm 40, 40 yeah. years old. Yeah. So guys, you know, um, you know, I'll be 30 next year. So Chris has got 10 years on me. And I just think the generation coming up, love them. And, but I, in a sense, I feel like there's lack of work ethic. And if you're listening to this and you're contradicting, um, that's perfectly fine. But I'm just talking about the general population of work ethic because they're seeing this stuff on social media. They're seeing, they grew up with this. So they're idolizing these things that they seem like are easy and quick. But then, you know, you have the other side of them where they take advantage. They, they know what they want. They go after, they aren't afraid of work. And you see these young entrepreneurs at 20, 21, even teenagers flipping shoes and reselling and all that kind of crazy stuff. And they're making pretty good living for themselves and doing what they want. So um, let's, let's dive into Chris, if you don't mind, just the real estate portion uh, of, and how you got into that, uh, maybe talking from a standpoint of a person that really wants to get into real estate um, from just in a simple investor standpoint, and then a person that, you know, wants to become a new realtor, maybe they're a new realtor. And, um, you know, what are some things that you've learned along the way and the direction of real estate that it's move, moving and kind of jumping into that side of uh, solopreneurship, if you want to call it? Sure, absolutely. I started out in financial services. So mm. I was selling life insurance and mutual funds and uh, annuities. And there was a guy and we were, it was during the bubble and the first part of it, uh, I guess maybe more like the later half of it. And uh, the mortgage industry was on fire and everybody wanted a piece of becoming a mortgage loan officer. And mm. um, it was crazy because you didn't have to have a license. So, you know, you can have, be like a, person that worked at the nail salon and, you know, was doing refinances. It was just crazy. So um, we knew about this guy that was doing some sales and he was willing to teach uh, a couple of us how to be a realtor. And I had my realtor license before and I just couldn't figure it out. I was, I was pretty young. I think I was like maybe oh, 24, 25. Mm -hmm. And I was working at a bar and doing, uh, in doing the financial services like on the side at night and talking about being an entrepreneur. And uh, yeah, so I was doing that and I knew that this guy and uh, we started talking about some stuff and I was like, all right, well, I'll go get my license again. So I got it. And every day I would spend with him. Um, and it, I, I just, I created a list of people that were prospects and people that I knew that were looking to buy a house or yeah. sell or refinance or whatever. And I would give them to him and I listen to him talk and what he said to people. And then we go to, uh, you know, open houses, we go and host them. We go to uh, closings together. We go to showings together. And then I kind of learned it. And then I ask him questions and I'd always be listening to him, like how he did it. And I didn't really didn't make any real money in the beginning because it was all his clients that were my mm -hmm. clients. So, you know, I was just getting like a, a split here or there, but I didn't care because I knew I'd be better than him at some point because he didn't have like the personality factor. Mm -hmm. um, he's actually really, really successful now. Um, but he still doesn't really have that personality factor. And I was like, I knew that I just needed to pick up his skill, add it onto mine. And then I could just kind of move forward. And that's what I did. And that's, 
um, a lot of what uh, new people, new realtors coming in are not willing to do, which is, hey, like I have all these people that are looking for a house. Can you show me the ropes? Like just, Mm -hmm. you know, give me like, let's go jump, like jump in the car. Let's go do it. Like, Let's go here. Like show me how a lockbox works. Show me how to do this. Um, And a lot of people aren't really willing to do that on the real estate side. And then, of course, I work with real estate investors. Mm -hmm. I only have three investors at a time, and that's just as as much as my bandwidth can take. And with real estate investing, um, it's actually really funny. Like, people will have these seminars, these weekend seminars, you know, Friday through Sunday about how to flip a house and do these mailers and do this and that. And uh, I think what they really, really don't, talk about or expand on enough is if you get stuck. And what I mean by that is you go out and you buy this house that has, I don't know, 50,000 equity or a hundred thousand equity and you put 30,000 equity of work into it. And then, you know, you're trying to get out of the house and sell it. And then the market changes mm-hmm. and we're kind of going through that right now where it's a little bit softer. People aren't in a rush to buy something. And if you're not in a rush, that means that you're going to hold. And when you're holding, that means you have to pay the mortgage on that high interest rate loan. And now mm-hmm. you start feeling that squeeze. Yeah. And that's what a lot of investors don't realize. And I actually was an investor. I had five properties at one point and the bubble burst. And I had two properties left and the renters couldn't get out. Well, I had to get the renters out, but I couldn't get out because the renters lost their job. And I wasn't making any money because nobody was buying any houses. So, Mm. and lenders weren't lending. So I was kind of stuck. And that's how I got into that bankruptcy because I mean, what am I going to do? You know, I'm living at home with my mom because I can't, you know, afford anything because nobody's buying anything. And then, you know, all the renters lost their jobs. So how are they going to pay me rent so I can pay the mortgage company? Exactly. So, yeah, that's the biggest pitfall for, for uh, investors because they think it's like the stock market. Like, you know, you just put the house up and then somebody will buy it and it just, it doesn't work like that. It could sit for months, even years sometimes. Yeah. So that it's, that's interesting. Um, You know, the first part that you mentioned in, it seems like you grabbed a mentor and that's exactly, that's something that, um, you know, a, a lot of us struggle with because we, we feel like that we can do a lot of things on our own. We feel like we, the internet, internet is the, the guru of life. You know, we can just Google everything and get a firm basis and figure it out ourselves. But a lot of the times, you know, why not reach to that person that's done it and that you idolize that can guide you along the way that's willing to do that, you know, and expedite your process in a sense. If you have, you know, 10, 15 people interested in a house and, you know, you're trying to figure it out yourself. And what if those people drop off because they're ready for you and you're trying to still figure it out. So now you've only got five versus if you go to the mentor and he expedites you the process and kind of guides you along and you keep those 10 people, you know? So again, it's, it's, you know, either a financial investment or it's a time investment um, into, you know, another person or yourself. And I think that's something that's a takeaway that I got from that, from you is it seems like you grabbed up a mentor to guide you along the way. Yeah. I mean, back at that time, there wasn't really any, anything like that on the internet. Yep. And then, you know, 
I think a lot of people are just really scared to just like, and just scared period, just to let go. I mean, even with the stuff that you do, I mean, I could sit there all day and look at different diets and different workouts, Mm -hmm. but each of us are totally different. Like I'm doing something totally different in my diet compared to my buddy that's doing his thing. Exactly. And, And it's just, you know, like I could go down the same road if I read something one way and then I could read something on another site the other way. And then before you know it, I'm like, well, what should I do now? (laughs) You know, it's just such a, there's so much information out there, but the reality is you have to match yourself up with somebody that is doing the same thing that you're doing or that Mm. you want to do. Yeah. And then use that as your jump off point to get where you need to be and take what you want from that. Exactly. Exactly. So the Dallas market, man, I mean, uh, it's, you know, me not being a local of Dallas and me only being here around two years or so. I mean, me looking from the outside in Dallas six, seven years ago, you know, was booming, guys. I mean, it, it was it was crazy. And it's still booming, flash prospering, which is a city in prosper uh, here in Dallas called Prosper. And everything's moving north that I've recently seen. Um you know, with Jerry Jones kind of buying up, you know, and owning land up there and moving the Cowboys to Frisco. And so what does that impact for our local um, people that might be listening, uh, Chris, and how the Dallas market is doing? Well, it's an interesting market because we don't have any state taxes here. Yep. And a lot of businesses that are actually relocating their headquarters here. And what's that doing is bringing a lot of people from other states here, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Um, and the issue the last five years, since I've been here for five plus years, has been the lack of inventory. So there's not a lot of houses. So everybody was just buying whatever they could because they didn't want to rent. And rent jumped up. So they're like, well, <laughs> if I'm going to rent yeah, at this price, I might as well buy, which was fantastic for a lot of real estate investors and a lot of people that owned houses for a couple of years and then just got out and got a big chunk of change. Um, but when things kind of start to slow down and everybody already moved, then, you know, a lot of people are just, um, and there's still people moving here and there's still people buying. It's just because of home prices and just prices in general. Yeah. Um, it's just a lot easier to live here on a single income compared to where I used to live, which was Washington, DC, mm-hmm. Virginia yep. area, where you have to have dual income or, you know, if you're a single guy like myself, you have to move in with four other people and you get like a room with a closet and that's it. Exactly. Exactly. So I've, I've been talking to a lot of people recently about, uh, you know, because it seems like Texas is becoming a hub, Austin with the tech and Dallas with real estate and just business in general. But there's a lot of people from Cali. I'm not sure if you have looked into um you know, the market over there, but just, you know, what is the rationale b- behind like a San Francisco or, you know, being one of the top, it's just ridiculous to live over in that market, you know, um, and how that's affecting, I guess, the future with real estate in general. I mean, a market around the United States and what it's looking like for people. Well, people are going to move wherever yeah. they are close to their job. So, you know, if I'm going to go work for Google or Apple or I'm going to head out West. Um, you know, if I'm going to do something different, like here there's Toyota here, there's uh JP Morgan. There's some other big, big companies out here. So you'd move out here. Obviously if I want to trade stocks, mm-hmm. 
and be on Wall Street, then New York is really like the spot for that. And I still think New York is probably the biggest spot for any sort of real business. Um, just all about what you can afford and what you're doing. Sure. I mean, it's just it's just crazy how you know we get people from like Minnesota and Michigan and you know East Coast. Uh, you know, Florida is its own mm. its own animal. Um, but California, a lot of people are actually in California just because it's so expensive to live out there. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, I got you. I got you. Um, for any new, because I've talked to a lot of realtors. I know a lot of realtors. I know a lot of people that are interested in real estate. And they want to do it the brick and mortar way, right? They want to, you know, uh, buy the leads. They want to reach out. You've got to make the calls, which I understand. But there's another market now that, you know, it seems like you've taken advantage of in building a brand and branding yourself on social media. And especially with the drones now and, you know, getting these high quality videos, running ads, you know, what, what separates you that do that? or that does that, excuse me, versus somebody that's still doing it brick and mortar. And maybe you're reaching, you know, thousands and thousands of potential clients that are looking for homes versus a person that's still going down the call list and the sheet list, which not saying it's obsolete, but, you know, you're gaining back your time to make it more efficient to actually target the people that are looking for what you're, you know, selling, um, so how does that how has that changed the market since you've been in about 15 years of social media marketing, um, you know, branding yourself as a real estate expert um, and, and really bringing in those people to trust you to to get them into their home? Um, it's just different. Uh, we have over 30,000 real estate agents here in the Dallas, pretty much the Dallas area. And I believe that includes parts of Fort Worth, not all of it. Um, so there's a lot of real estate agents here compared to like maybe somewhere else where it's maybe half that amount. Um, so I have to separate myself from a lot of those people. Um, Zillow, I actually had a phone call with Zillow yesterday and I'm not just, you know, putting them on the spot or yeah. anything, but, but, uh, you know, leads are expensive, you know, mm-hmm. just to own a, a zip code or a portion of a zip code. I was looking at like 50% of a zip code um, is anywhere from $1,200 a month to about $2,200 a month. Wow. And, you know, for me, I'm like, well, that's like a car payment and a mortgage payment. Mm-hmm. Um, so to get started with that, I mean, I, like I said, the guy that taught me, he's wildly successful in, in doing that. And he has his own team and brokerage and $46,000 a month. So I wow. mean, for myself, I, I don't really have that kind of money to, you know, throw around. So I have to be practical. And I, I think a lot of entrepreneurs and I've been guilty of it myself many, many, uh, of just being not practical with things and you have to be practical. Mm-hmm. Like if you can afford that and you think that your business can run on that and cool, like go do it. But, for me, that's a lot of money, so I'd rather put that money towards uh, more of marketing myself and branding myself. Yeah. Because if you see me over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, chances are you're going to be like, you know, I've seen this guy somewhere <laughs> before. And then if you're out and about and you like run into me, which a lot of people have because you've seen a video of mine or you've seen, you know, or you heard me on the show or done something, you're like, hey, like I think I know you, and they're like, oh, we're Facebook friends. Oh, hey, how are you? And before you know it, it's like, hey, like, we're not strangers anymore. You're like, you're a real person. And I think uh, that's the cool thing about me is that 
uh, I think a lot of people see me one way on social media. And then when they meet me in real life, they're like, oh, he's like, he's just like us. He drinks yeah. coffee and like enjoys going to the movies. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like, and people are like kind of gravitate towards that. Um, but branding is what's going to help you overcome the slow part. So whenever things slow down, the, the economy goes south, whatever, um, people are going to remember you because they've seen a lot of you or they talk to you or you seem like a cool dude or, or gal. Um, so people are going to be like, oh, yeah, 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 like I know Chris. Yeah, he does that. Let me give him a call mm-hmm. versus let me roll over to Zillow. Let me let me look up the zip code and then try to find somebody. Agreed. Agreed. I was, you know, I listen to a podcast pretty much every morning, you know, all the way from, you know, your your main man, Grant uh, Cartone. <laughs> I kind of. I can only take so much a grant every now and then, but, uh, yeah, yeah. me too. <laughs> <laughs> but first, I, I try to you know, wash out the, the, the fluff and everything, but, you know, I listen every now and then, of course, Gary and some other people. Uh, but you know, the biggest thing that everyone touches on now is developing a brand, um, your name, a personal brand, just because you want to establish yourself in a, in a saturated market in whatever industry you're in, whether it be for me, health and, and wellness and, and fitness, and even, you know, on the healthcare professional side, if someone thinks of a healthcare professional and wants to go more of a natural route, I'm hoping my name pops up, you know, um, for you in the Dallas area, like you said, you know, they see videos of you, you know, you're talking there, they feel like you, they know you. So when they get in front of you, it's like, it's a, it's a gaining of trust. People buy from who they trust. And I think that's, uh, you know, a big thing and piece that people are missing sometimes when you're dealing with, you know, high ticket type of items and, and you know, sensitive investments per se, you know, buying their first home. You know, they want to they want somebody they can trust, you know, if they're dealing with sensitive issues of their health, they want someone they can trust, they can get them in the right direction. Um, you know, just different things like that. I think a personal brand can really, really um elevate you guys Um, you don't have to be in my opinion I think everyone should develop some type of personal brand even if you don't have necessarily a business yet but just establishing yourself as as an expert in your industry even if you're in the corporate industry am I right Chris or uh, I just don't like talking too much but (laughs) no no you're you're right on point Um, I think the thing that people don't realize with uh, personal brands is it takes a little while Um, so you have to be patient. So, you know, me throwing a video up now is going to be a lot different than it was four or five years ago when like nobody watched it and didn't know who I was, you know? So it just takes time. Um, you know, really, I'm a big fan of Gary V and he talks about how like still nobody knows who he is, but he posts four times a day, every day for the past, you know, how many years and how many Mm -hmm. talks has he given, you know, and how many podcasts has he been on? So it's just, you know, Eventually, somebody's going to be like, oh, hey, have you checked out this guy or this gal? And they're going to be like, mm-hmm. oh, no, I haven't. And then before you know, it's a referral or a warm lead that calls yep. you because they'll be like, hey, like I was thinking about exercising. And somebody gave me a call and told me that I should talk to you about diet. Yeah. You know, and you're like, oh, hey, what's going on? Exactly. Exactly. So it's just simply giving value and staying persistent and consistent with whatever message that you're trying to send out into the world. And I think you know, establishing that message, whatever it is, um, and what you're trying to do and your purpose is very important to get that down to a T. So like you said, Chris, when, when somebody reaches out, um, they're coming to you for that. 
you know, specifically, they thought of you because they needed help with that particular thing. Um, and I think that's something that a lot of people are missing um, out on, in my opinion, but to each his own, you know, not everyone's built for this life, Chris, and you, me and you both know that um, people just like to do what they want to do. <laughs> um, but I just feel like if you're not moving forward, you know, you, you're dying. If you're not trying to consistently be better. Oh, I agree. I mean, being a social character isn't that great. Like, I don't want to make it like, you know, sound like it's just this magical thing. Like, I can't tell you how many phone calls I get from people pitching me stuff. I can't tell you how many times, like, my my credit card has been, you know, frauded on because it, it leaked out somewhere. Um, it's just, you know, it's not it's not very easy. You know, a lot, there's a lot of hate in this world. A lot of people are yep. very negative. So, yep. you know, you have to you have to clear that out every day. Um, I watch a lot of motivational stuff in the morning, a yep. lot of motivational stuff at night uh, just to keep my uh, positivity going because it's just people are negative. Like they're, they don't like what you're doing because they're scared that you're going to pass them or they yep. don't like the fact that, um, you know, you're putting out content every day and then, you know, they just they're in a terrible place themselves. So they rather dish out on the keyboard, some negative stuff versus just, you know, trying to fix themselves. So, I mean, it's just, it's not very easy, but it's worth it. I mean, you just yep. got to stay patient. If that's something that you want to do and you want to uh, be somebody then you know, you have to take the good with the bad. I agree. I agree. So Chris, I think we had an awesome discussion. I think we gave some great value. Um, what I want to do for you is kind of, you know, pitch yourself, you know, tell people what you do a little bit, you know, brag on yourself. Um, I would also like for you, if you could give us three points um, that you believe maybe a, a startup real estate investor or a realtor should maybe, you know, do like, what are their first steps? You know, should it be, Hey, I need to, of course, get my real estate license. You know, maybe what's the best real estate license to kind of like, what path should they go on? You know, just maybe some key points that you maybe wish you would have known. Um, and, and now you're in that, you know, mentor stage for somebody potentially. So if you can give us that and that'd be great. And then, you know, just plug yourself a little bit. Yeah, no problem. Um, if you're starting out as a real estate agent, I mean, the first thing you got to do is really uh, try to find somebody that's similar to you and, and uh, kind of match up with them and try to see what they do and how they do it. And it could be different. You know, I learn from different people all the time. So um, you want to do that. And I think on their investor side, uh, you have to be practical. And I think now it's a lot easier um, instead of, you know, spending your days like knocking on people's doors and you know, sending <laughs> out yellow letters. I think you'd be more practical. Like there's wholesalers and people that wholesale homes and you're going to, you know, pay them a certain percentage. You're going to get the house and flip it. Um, so mm. a lot of that a lot of that work is now not it's kind of obsolete um, as long as you priced it well. So that's pretty much the nugget with that. It's just, you know, just use a wholesaler and then look at the numbers and then bid on it. Um, some people go the different routes in terms of like trying to do foreclosures and trying to do mm. tax sales and tax lien stuff and waters liens. I've seen that in Baltimore. Like I just wouldn't do that. I mean, there's wholesalers now and it makes your life a lot easier. Okay. Um, but yeah, for myself, I mean, 
I do real estate, you know, I, I dabbled in the, in the VC world, I like different companies, I like different stuff. Um, if you're ever around or if you want to connect with me, uh, please do. Uh, anybody that's listening on the show, yep. I'd be more than happy to send you both of my books, my eBooks that are on Amazon. I'd be more than happy to do that. Just uh, IM me or DM me on social media. I'll do that out and send that out to you via email. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, anything that you, if anybody has any questions about anything or just kind of trying to dabble on some stuff and you're kind of getting stuck, I'd be more than happy to answer any questions. I love it. Well, thank you guys. Thank you, Chris, for, for joining us today. I really appreciate all the nuggets and knowledge and, and value that we've been given. I think, guys, if, if you're interested in real estate, if you're interested in, in, in taking a leap for yourself for entrepreneurship, this is a, a nugget and a topic that we do talk about on this podcast is branching out and evolving into the best version of yourself or whatever that looks like for you. So as, of, as always, guys, please like. Uh, share this video out with any of your friends, subscribe, rate us, give us a review. And I will link all of Chris's information down below in the show notes. And uh, if you do reach out to him, just say that you came from the Evolve You podcast. And uh, like he said, he will shoot you his two eBooks and help you out as much as possible in whatever route, uh, whether that be real estate or just general entrepreneurship and how to get out of those pitfalls of life. So thank you very much guys. And we'll see you in the next episode. Mm -hmm.